The Medallion, Chapter 30 Kate retreated back into the darkness of the crypt and touched the medallion. As soon as she was in her entry, she ran directly into the chamber without even looking at the broken door. There had to be someone who could help her rescue Tirith from the rebel leader. But none of the stars were glowing. In desperation, she touched a finger to open Tirith's door and leaned in toward the invisible barrier to look closer. To her surprise, her hand went right through into the small room. The light in Tirith's anteroom flickered, and she took a tentative step into Tirith's chamber entry. Tirith? The light brightened. Can you hear me? It's Kate. Tira's voice crackled around her. Kate, where are you? I'm in your medallion room. Can you hear what I'm saying? I can hear your voice, but I'm not sleeping. Is it safe to talk? Kate asked. I don't need to talk out loud. I'm just thinking the words. Kate, I need your help. I went out on my own to look for Corvin, but the rebels captured me, and now their leader is about to make me marry him. They've taken me to a clearing in the crypts, and... Yes, I just saw you. You saw me? Yes, when you entered the clearing in the tombs with that man in black. You're here? Look across the clearing at the wall of tombs. One is a bit taller than the rest and has a long vertical crack, but it's actually a door and I'm inside in the dark. Can you see the one I mean? Not right now. The rebel leader is talking to me about our wedding and his breath stinks. Ugh, doesn't this guy ever take a bath? Oh, great. Now he's shaking my shoulders. I can't talk to you and him at the same time. You need to let me go before he gets mad. I'll find a way to come over to you. Kate jumped back into the chamber and closed Tira's door. As she turned away, the star on Jorid's new door began to glow. Morgan said he couldn't be trusted, but Morgan also said Jorid truly cared about Tirith. Kate touched the door and found Jorid waiting inside. Kate, I'm so glad you're alive. Where have they taken you? Kate forced herself to stay calm. What she wanted to say was that he knew exactly where they took her because she heard him scheming with the rebel leader in the cave. But she needed to hear what he had to say first. It doesn't matter where I am now. I need to tell you about Tirith. He leaned forward. Do you know where she is? The rebel leader captured her and he is going to marry her. Anger rippled across Jord's face. I won't be helping him anymore. It's time to make a new alliance. There is someone who will help me rescue Tirith from that madman there's no time for your schemes. They're coming to get you so you can perform the wedding. Jord nodded. Then we will play by his own insane rules. I can delay him while I set things up to rescue her. Where do they have her? In the same place you took me the last time to marry the same madman, Kate said dryly. Jord took a deep breath. I'm sorry, Kate. At the time, I was only thinking about how to save Tyr's life. As he spoke, his face softened and the dirt on his robe faded to dull smudges. His apology must be sincere. Sometimes people did irrational things when they love someone. You need to leave the temple before they come for you, she said. Let them come. They won't find me here. If you can get word to Tirith, let her know I have a plan to set her free. As Jorid's door shimmered closed, another star appeared to her left. The gray-eyed man with the curly hair was back in his anteroom. The chamber was quickly becoming a busy place. Kate crossed the chamber and opened his door. Atiyah stood inside, her cheeks streaked with tears. She quickly wiped them away with the sleeve of a short green robe embroidered with gold designs that twisted up along the sleeves and onto her shoulders. Dark pants with sharp creases and a pair of thigh-length boots completed her military-looking outfit. Kate, I'm so glad you got here. He said he would come if I let myself sleep, and I thought he was just trying to make me rest so I closed my eyes for a minute to make him feel better. She blinked back more tears. He's hurt bad. The blast knocked him off the cliff, and he's coughing up blood and his ribs are broken. Atiyah glanced over her shoulder. He's resting under the tree in Gavin's garden. I hope the water will help him heal quickly. Kate reached into the chamber and took Atiyah's hand. 
The young girl grasped it tightly, and it surprised Kate how real it felt. He insisted on going to that tomb of his to find you. His real name is Morgan, but he's nothing like the stories you hear. He was never on the side of the chief watcher and was trying to save Kadir, and he wanted to keep looking for you after the explosion, but I insisted he come with me to Gavin's garden. She swallowed and blinked away fresh tears. I knew I shouldn't have let him stay behind. It's my fault he was hurt. No, Atia. He knew his plan might not work, but he was willing to risk it to get us both out of there. Let him know you've talked to me and that I'm okay and that the medallion is safe. Tell him to rest there and I'll talk with him as soon as I can get there. Atia nodded, let go of Kate's hand and wiped her runny nose with the richly embroidered sleeve. Where are you? Have you found Tirith? Yes, she's been captured by the rebels, but Jord is going to help us rescue her. Let Morgan know. He was worried about Tirith's safety and was not sure if Jord could be trusted. A shadow crossed Atia's face. Are you all right? Kate asked. The younger girl nodded, but her jaw tensed as she chewed on the inside of her cheek. I need to get back and check on Morgan. The light faded above Atia. Kate closed the door, and the light of Morgan's star faded away. In the silence of the chamber, something moved behind her. Kate slowly turned to face the shattered door. A rat-like creature sat on its haunches, cleaning its long claws and staring at her with beady eyes. Kate shifted her stance, and it scuttled back through the broken door and vanished into the floor. Running into her own cell, she shut the door and returned to the darkness of the tomb. Outside the crypt door, shadows were flickering across the crack in the wall. Kate tiptoed closer and listened. Tirith was making a grand fuss. She certainly knew how to get things done. Do you honestly expect me to prepare for my marriage to our Corvan out here in the open? Get that tent up right away. I want to be as far as possible from these sweaty soldiers. And I need you to keep everyone away from my tent. I know all too well what you soldiers are like. Just look at them gawking. Something scraped against the tomb walls and the crack went dark. Tyr's voice came again, a bit calmer this time. That's better. I will inform the Corvan about your prompt service as soon as he returns. But now I'm going to retire for some rest. Make sure no one comes near this tent unless I call for you. Kate slid the door open a few inches. A heavy cloth had been pressed against the wall. Tirith, Kate whispered, are you there? Just a minute, the cloth lifted from the ground and Tirith appeared holding a bright light set into a round holder. She handed it to Kate. Be careful not to set the tent on fire. Kate took the candle from her. Tirith crawled into the tomb, stood to her feet, and the light between them fell on their faces. It's like looking in my mirror at the palace. Kate touched her own cheek. We have the same scar. Tirith smiled. It's more than that. We could easily pass for sisters. She raised her eyebrows. That could be why Jord is so interested in you. Kate's face flushed and she shook her head. He was just being nice to me so he could find out what I knew about the medallions. Tirith's forehead creased. He was using you? I don't know. I just met him in the chamber and he told me to tell you he's finding someone to help rescue you. He said he was going to make an alliance. It seems he truly cares about you and Kadir. The furrows on Tirith's brow deepened. Jord must be planning to speak to the captain of the guard. I must get back to the city right away. If the palace tries to save me, many good people will die on both sides. My father told me one of the other cities is pitting Kadir against Roseanne to weaken our forces before they attack. Kate took a deep breath. Corvin is in one of the other cities. Which one? Kate stepped back. Tirith's interest in Corvin still bothered her. Corvin said it was the one on the other side of the abyss. But he's sick. He was cold and blue, even his lips and tongue. I hardly recognized him. What was he wearing in the chamber? Kate avoided her gaze. Just a loincloth thing, sort of like shorts. Tirith turned away to face the door. 
She didn't speak for a long time, then turned back as she wiped tears from her eyes. When you told me earlier of his troubles, I thought perhaps he had started down that path. To the other city? No, Corvin is eating Lumion seeds. It is a capital offense in the core to consume our light, and it awakens a terrible desire. Once they start, they cannot stop, and the need for Lumion power takes over their lives and darkens our cities. A few of the strongest have survived, but only to become Rakash. That is what has happened to Corvin. She took a deep breath. He is now, or soon will be, our worst enemy. Taking Kate by the shoulders, Tirith held her firmly. You must never talk to him in the chamber. Now that he has eaten the seeds, there's nothing he will say that you can trust. But I can help him. He will listen to me. Tirith shook her head. He is beyond our help, and now that he has joined forces with another city, he will be used by them to take over Kadir and then the entire corps. She released Kate and turned to the door of the crypt. I must go to the palace and stop Jorid from coming here. There is no time. The rebel leader has men dressed up as palace guards who are going to stage a raid at your wedding. The rebel leader will personally make sure you die in the battle and then he'll send his men to attack the palace. Tira's eyes widened. He really is insane. He said you're too much trouble and that he wants a counterpart who won't be so stubborn. Tira's eyes blazed. I'll show him trouble. Leave him to me. I'll convince him to delay the wedding, but you must go to the palace and ask the captain of the guard to get in touch with my father. The captain will think you're crazy because my father is supposed to be dead. But tell him my father is hiding in the caretaker's caves at the lair of the Volusk below the temple karst. Can you remember that? The caretaker's cave below the temple karst, the pool of water between the boots of the statue. Kate nodded, but a chill ran up her spine. Why would the captain believe me? He'll think I'm part of the rebel leader's plan. He'll do what Jorid tells him. Tirith reached inside her tunic and withdrew a pouch. Show him this. Opening the string, she pulled out a black hammer and placed it in Kate's hand. A powerful sense of purpose flowed through Kate as the interior of the tomb glowed with the blue light from the base of the handle. The memory of holding this hammer over the lizard's head and setting the creature free of the black band surged back. This is Corvin's hammer. Where did you find it? Tirith paused. On the other hand, that might not be the best idea. She took the hammer back. The captain of the guard might think you stole it, and this is a trick of one of the other cities. Tirith reached up to her neck and drew out a silver ring on a black chain. Give this back to him and tell him, Tirith's face flushed, tell him that I wore it to honor his request to be his counterpart. If you tell him that, he will know you are speaking the truth. Kate tucked the ring away in a pocket. You shouldn't have any trouble at the city gates, Tirith said. They are used to me coming and going at odd hours and respect my privacy, but watch out for Mera. Who? Mera. She is my guardian, but she acts like she's my mother. She knows me very well, so don't talk to her or take off your hood around her. My room is at the top of the central palace stairs to the right. It's the only door without an arch. Mine is flat on top. No doubt Mera will follow you inside, but she won't come into the inner room because I told her she's not allowed anymore. But that hasn't stopped her from listening at my door, so be very careful what you say to the captain, even in my room. Tirith tucked the hammer back into its pouch. Kate pointed to it. I once used a hammer to set a creature free from a black band that enslaved it. Couldn't we use its power to set Corvin free from eating those seeds? Tira shook her head firmly. No, Kate. We can't take that chance. If Corvin takes the hammer to someone in another city, many people will have given their lives for nothing. <laughs>